River Radio is Spread the word. Good afternoon and welcome. You are listening to River Radio Let's Talk Business show with me, Sophie Comas. And on today's show, my guest is the brilliant Shara Charlesworth from the business from the Berkshire Growth Hub. Sarah, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sophie. Hi. And Hi. congratulations on this uh, fantastic show. Well Lovely. done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. So on today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Growth Hub. So we're going to be understanding a little bit more about the kind of things, kind of support that you can offer to local businesses within the Thames Valley area. We're also going to be talking about some of the challenges that are faced by local businesses. Um, I know you've you sent, I know in our kind of preparation for the show, we've got some good things which are, are kind of on the horizon so it'd be good to have um, some conversation around that um, plus you've also made some great music choices for us this afternoon so really looking forward to listening to those as well so um, good afternoon welcome Sarah thank you for joining me thanks for asking me <laughs> and it's exciting being able to choose uh, songs to go on the radio I've never actually had that uh, been in that position before oh it excellent t- took me about a week of, uh, of <laughs> I'm, in our, I'm in our room but it's a lovely thing to be able to do thank excellent. you excellent I often refer to my my boys to um, make some music suggestions because my husband always accuses me as having a music taste very stuck in the 80s so <laughs> <laughs> so please let, let's start by understanding a bit more about um, the business Berkshire Business Growth Hub so t- tell us a bit more about it who are they, where are they, and what do they do? Okay, thanks, yeah. Um, so Growth Hubs are, are a countrywide initiative. So basically, um, they're funded by government to support small businesses. And a small business, uh, most of your listeners will understand, is anybody with up to 250 employees. So some small businesses aren't that small. No. Some of them are one-person businesses. Um, and we literally deal with everything in between on, on a daily basis, which is great. That, that, that's good to have that definition, actually, because I think often when, um, certainly a lot, a lot of the conversations I have people have the perception that actually a small business is kind of maybe between one and ten people whereas actually I have heard that definition previously that a small business is up to 250 employees yeah kind of opens the scope a little bit further yeah yeah exactly and um, we we help a lot of businesses I mean we're very fortunate around here we have a lot of uh, scale-up businesses who are scaling fast Um, you know partly despite of last year and partly because of last year in some cases um, and uh, so, you know, there are different challenges according to every stage and every size of the business. And that's where we sort of try and bring it all together and, and, and become a one-stop shop for all SMEs um, of all sizes. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, where are you guys based? Are you, you're, you're based over in Reading? Is, is we that are, right? yeah. We've got a um, little serviced office over at... Um, at Green Park in Reading. Um, obviously, we're sort of working at the moment partly from home, sure. uh, which has its challenges, but also <laughs> its advantages <laughs> in terms of the fuel shortage. You know, none of us have been too too worried about having to get to work like a, like a lot of people just lately. But um, yeah, so um, but actually, we've got we've got offices in in Reading, and we cover the whole of Berkshire. So our clients can be okay. you know in rural West Berkshire and in Slough and, and everything in between. Excellent. And presumably, there's kind of growth hubs going ac- right the way across the country that cover. 
different areas. So there's a lot of our, our listeners will also be over in Hampshire or Surrey or, or Buckinghamshire. So presumably you have equivalent. Yes, um, yes, equivalent we do. Sessions. Yeah, and we actually have a relationship with the local um, growth hubs. So if any of your listeners um, wanted to sort of get in touch, um, we're able to introduce them to, to the growth hub for their region or just simply Google business growth hub for uh, Henley or Marlow or what have you um, but yeah there are really strong growth hubs in Buckinghamshire, Oxfordshire, Hampshire um, we tend to be uh, sort of related to a LEP a local enterprise partnership okay. and there are 38 LEPs around the country mm. um, I can explain a bit later sort of what a LEP is, we actually uh, were fortunate to be part part of our LEP so we're actually employed by the LEP um, and, uh, and and as such um, the, the, the you know co- I have colleagues that are involved in um, in skills support, um, in in um, in infrastructure, and so on. So we have quite a team we can draw upon to give businesses, you know, insight and uh, and and experience um, in, in all matters like that. Excellent, and that that leads me really nicely on actually as to what kind of support you do offer. I know um, from personal experience, I've had some great support and great coaching. Um, but what and I know things are obviously changing and moving forward in, in some really exciting ways. So what kind of what kind of support can you offer a small business moving forward if they think, you know, coming up, starting to think about planning for 2022? Mm. Gosh, I can't even believe I'm saying that. <laughs> it seems too early. I like I've only just had summer. Um, but if you're starting to think about planning for next year, what kind, mm. you know, you think, you know what, next year's my year, given the last 18 months, I want to try and do something different, to grow and expand. What kind of support is available for, for a small business? Yeah, thanks. It's a good question. I mean... <laughs> I've been in business support quite a long time and, and yet in all the differing um, uh, sort of uh, sectors and changes in times, um, you can sort of still put into three categories the types of support that most businesses are looking for. More sales, finding staff, raising finance. Um, and so, you know, whatever a business query uh, is um, or, or hurdle or whatever they're facing, a lot of the time it com- comes down to that um, mm. So th- those are those are areas that we're very strong in. Around that, we can help with strategy. So yeah, of course, if someone's um, really looking to sort of review their business plan or build a business plan because they've been made redundant perhaps and they, they want to start a business, um, we we love supporting people to sort of um, you know how how do you build a business plan? Um, uh, what's in it? Why do you need one? Um, perhaps a business absolutely wouldn't want a business plan, and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's not. What you find with the growth hub is um, we're, not, we're not academics. We don't. Nothing is about theory. Um, most of the team have had their own business. So what we offer is is real practical guidance um, and, and first hand sort of um, experience and knowledge that that, that we share. Uh, we're learning all the time. Obviously, things are changing all the time, sure. um, <clears throat> and so. You know, that, that's what you'll find is, is practical advice and support that you can put into practice straight away. Yeah. And I think that's really important if you are just starting out with, with a business. And I imagine as we, we kind of move into next year, there's um, anticipated change on the horizon, I would suggest. So, you know, as people perhaps think about um, that, you know, they've had time to rethink their, what's the right direction for them personally. So is, is it right to stay in their organisations or do they want to start something up by themselves? So actually having that support there to really help them get started is is really key. Um, so if, if, a, if there was somebody in that sort of circumstance, what's kind of the optimum kind of customer journey, I suppose, if they, um, you know, I'm sitting here in, in January and I think, you know what, I'm going to set up my own my own organisation, I've got an idea. What What's the kind of the customer journey, if you like, that they could go through 
Okay. With, you know, with working with you guys. Yeah, okay. Um, well, the, uh, in the new year, they'll be able to go to a very whizzy website that we're currently putting together <laughs> that has lots of self-service tools um, on it. Um, and the reason we've done that is because some people have these wonderful ideas at midnight. Um, and certainly if, if somebody's already in, in a you know, PAYE role, then they are going to be wanting to do their research in out of hours, if you like, outside of the nine to five. Um, but for but for now, you know, contact the growth hub and have a chat with with an advisor. Um, there are quite a few uh, free or low cost, um, really robust business startup workshops and and that type of thing. Um, but you don't always know about them. The no. people that run them don't always have huge marketing budgets. Uh, we do know about them, so um, speak to us. And we'll put you in touch with with one of those. Um, there's a whole choice to suit people on different days, different medium you know they can be online or, or in person and different groups suit different people so um and actually if any of your listeners provide a service for smes such as startup workshops or coaching or hr legal marketing, accounting maybe. absolutely <laughs> marketing yes and um, you know please do again make contact with your local growth hub because we're looking for relationships with people so that we can um you know pa- pass people your way for those times when we as generalist advisors don't necessarily have the specialist advice um, that you have. So, um, yeah, if, you, if you're not necessarily looking for support with your business right now, but you would like to support other SMEs, then get in touch with your growth hub. Excellent. Uh, that's, that's really good. So I suppose you're kind of almost targeting from both, both sides, connecting small businesses with the right people. It's great that you've got advisors who've actually kind of been there, got the T-shirt kind of thing, because I think that's the other thing. When you're looking to start these things, you kind of want to say, well, how would you do it? What would you do? Rather mm. than it being a theoretical question. So, yeah. um, no, so that's really good. Um, is there any particular industry that you guys focus on, or is it kind of um, quite broad? Absolutely all industries um, as you can imagine at the moment we're quite busy supporting hospitality and retail yes. businesses um, and that's actually been sort of fresh for us in the last 18 months those aren't businesses that would normally come to the growth hub mm. um, but literally anything from I mean this is part of what I love about the job because one moment I can be talking to the head of an engineering company um, who's you know considering taking on a sales director and just really want to want some uh, thoughts about how to how to recruit one mm. whether to develop somebody from inside yeah. um, and the next minute I'll be talking to someone who's invented um, a, a particular um, technology or a, or a food um, oh, wow. you so know really a, diverse yeah kind yeah. of range of, of conversations exactly there. yeah yeah excellent and, and how did you get into the growth help Sarah I know you've, you've got a business background as well but how what, what was your journey how did you how did you end up where you are? <laughs> yeah. um, well, I started a business in my early 20s, actually. Um, oh, wow. I'm one of these people that left school at 16 and then, you know, took my degree much later. Um, and so by the time I was in my early 20s, I'd been working for six or seven years and I've got loads of experience working for some really awesome people. And, um, and I thought, oh, I think I can do this myself. And um, I think at that age... I, I certainly didn't really think that it wouldn't succeed either. You know, I had this yeah. sort of blind faith that um, and loads of energy. Um, so I I went to a, an evening school, believe it or not, at the local college, six weeks, um, one evening a week, 
And it was called How to Start Your Own Business. And I still, to this day, sort of remember bits and pieces like, you know, save up for your income tax. Don't spend all of the money that comes in, etc. Great great advice. I'm sure if you had an accountant here, they'd be nodding furiously. Quite, yeah, it is. Um, But yeah, I I, um, completed that course. And then it was a question of, well, well, what what business... um, what business shall I start? Um, it was that way round. <laughs> oh, right. So um, it wasn't, oh, I've got an idea. It's like I fancy no. working for myself. What, yeah. what shall I yeah, do? Yeah, I absolutely want to work for myself. So I'd been working for a recruitment consultant mm-hmm. um, at the time. And, um, and I, you know, I could see this was great. It generated lots of income and all the rest of it, you know. And uh, I and I knew, of course, exactly what to do. Um, but when I looked, you really sort of knew you needed premises. And it was quite a big capital investment. I went off that idea. I'd, I'd recently organised my own wedding and I thought, oh, perhaps I could be a wedding planner. Um, and I actually took a day off work and I, I spent some time phoning phoning around wedding photographers and florists and so on um, and asking, would you, if I if I plan weddings and I put, put people your way, would you give me a percentage of, of what you earn? And I spoke to a wedding photographer, uh, I can remember, a Scottish guy, um, very sort of seasoned um, you know, wedding provider. And he said to me, you really don't want to do that. <laughs> he said, uh, for a start, I'm not going to pay you anything because I'm really busy anyway. He said, in this area, all the wedding providers are really busy. You're probably not going to make anything there. And he said, do you realise you're going to be dealing with the, the bride, her mother, 20 <laughs> other people who want to put their all in? And, um, and none of them, you know, possibly have the budget to do what they think they'd like to do. So, so it was an interesting bit of market research, really, and, and, and put me off entirely. And, and um, I'm making quite a long story. <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm making quite a short story long. Um, but I ended up um, going into graphic design uh, software uh, That's really distribution different. completely different, <laughs> completely but it was a different. gap in the market. Um, the margins were great. I was very quickly able to sort of start taking people on, um, and it, I think it was a question of being in the right place at the right time, using what I'd learnt from other people, bits and pieces of it, hmm. and, and doing that in my business. Lots of um, cross selling and, and and telephone selling and and all of that. Quite you know proactive, getting out there and, and getting your brand out there. And I built it over seven years, and I was able to sell the business to an American firm oh, wow. um, seven years later and spend some time with my family. So very, awesome. very, very fortunate. Um, yeah. And then I worked for another couple of some small sort of SMEs. And in 2007, um, I saw a job advertised with um, uh, Business Link. Mm. and became a business link advisor okay um and Was just that kind of the, the prelude if you like to the growth hub yes that's an it is former. yeah exactly okay. some yes. of your listeners might might fondly remember business link <laughs> we again it's sort of a uk wide um fantastic support service very much like the growth hub um and i worked there as a business advisor and then um obviously when that came to an end a little bit more uh sales and marketing and then um you know, really pleased uh, to start working with the Growth Hub as an advisor about about four years ago. Excellent. Oh, wow, what a cool journey. <laughs> One of the things I'm really keen on this, this show is that we hear some of the journeys that people have been on. I think if there's anybody listening out there who's thinking, you know what, I'm... I'm not sure if I'm doing what I what I truly love and my passion. It's always really inspiring, I think, to hear 
other people's journeys and think, well, you know what, if they can make it, so can I. <laughs> Indeed. And I won't pretend it's all been plain sailing um, from the point of view that I did start another business, which I don't tell too many people about. Because as a <laughs> business advisor, you like to be able to tell people that you've run successful businesses only. Mm. And I did have an online business for a year, which was slightly less successful. But I learned so much. I bet. And I actually use a, a lot of what I learned. And I carried on learning about um, selling online, you know, e-commerce um, and, and all of the different, I mean, that, that changes by the week almost. So yes. it, it yeah. made me acutely aware of keeping up to date with my skills. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I mean, but yeah, the digital space absolutely changes by the minute, I think, and keeping on top of all of the different channels from different social media channels through to different online tools to connect with people. I mean, it's just, it's never ending. It is continually evolving and changing. So, yeah, yeah no, definitely. Well, it's brilliant. Well, thank you for sharing your, your journey with us, Sarah. That's really, it's really inspiring and um, it's always good to hear. As I say, I'm always interested to hear. Um, before, as I say, you, you've kindly chosen some songs for us today, so we'll have a listen to one of those in just a moment. But before we do, I know um, I was interested to hear if there was a particular podcast or book that you've been reading recently um, that you were finding really useful and really interesting. I know um, you have one in mind. So um, what was what was the podcast that you finding really interesting at the moment okay oh well it's a it's a book actually because sorry um so yeah I'm, i've just finished reading a book called time to think by um nancy klein um and it's part of my kind of reading list for um a course that i'm doing at the moment so that makes it sound really boring and i kind of like oh, was i keen about reading it i couldn't really understand how somebody could write a whole book um, just about giving people time to think. But now I realise, having read it, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so the book talks about um, building a thinking environment um, and raising the calibre of thinking and therefore performance and innovation um, by actually sort of creating the right space for every single person in an organisation or mm. in a family, if you like, um, to think at their best. Um, and I think it's, it's very current that we all have a lot of noise, don't we? Absolutely, you yeah, with so, with so many different digital media out there. Well, yeah. not just digital, actually, you know, we've got TV, there's bus stops, there's magazines, there's, I mean, the list of media types is, is endless in I know. many ways. So. Yeah, I, I, I was in the gym yesterday morning, actually, and I could, I, the, um, the GP rowing team were in there, and they were all talking about, you know, the evening they'd had without Facebook and Instagram. And they, they were still that, in shock. Is that when they went down? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. that their technical outage they're putting that to this morning? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were still a bit grey in the face, actually, these young girls. They were, <laughs> they were in shock. So, yeah, we have a lot of noise. And um, Time to Think by Nancy Klein um, is a book which, uh, which just I, I have found, um, certainly reading it, that, that I've learned a few tools that, I think I'll be able to use, you know, even in my short interaction with business owners, I think actually the ability to step back Mm. and allow yourself some time and some space and perhaps allow your people to have some time and some space, you can achieve a surprising amount. So if you want a growth mentality, if, if you want to pick up from this last strange year and really push the business forward, I think one of the ways is to, to try to think a little bit more about making the best of the people that you've got, giving them time to think and kind of working together um, to, 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 to stir up our creativity again. You know, let's come out of the grey and, yeah. and, and be I, I creative. Think that's, I think that's a great 
a great recommendation. You've sp- certainly inspired me to go and have a look and check it out as well. Oh. Um, I, I, I don't have any commission. <laughs> I don't even know Nancy Klein, I promise. <laughs> I think um, it's interesting that you say that because I had a meeting cancelled last minute this morning and actually just in that half an hour that I won back, I was actually really creative because I was kind of almost at a, a loss as to what my kind of... my highly scheduled morning suddenly it's kind of been flipped on its head and I sort of had half an hour where I was like oh well what shall I start that shall I do this shall I do that and actually it enabled me to think about a couple of things and yeah. a couple of things in the diary to start planning so it's really interesting that you're picking up on having time to think yeah. because I think so often we're running from one thing to the next whether that's within a, a business environment or whether that's with within a family environment you're kind of or, or a merge of the both mm. of the two you're kind of running from one thing to the next so actually just to take time and just go you know what I'm just gonna think no. things through. How, how quickly we've returned to that you know last year how many of us were kind of thinking wow we've got this time on our hands you know and it's just, isn't this great Definitely. we're never going to go back to running around <laughs> and we have <laughs> here we are running around again mm. <laughs> um brilliant so um we're going to come on to um place the first song that you've very kindly chosen for us um and it's smooth by santana um it's a band which i love as well so oh, i really pleased you chose it um so is there a story behind why you like this song or just um, because not really for me this is a summary song it, it reminds me of uh well, I did. I saw the match. I mean, I loved the song already, but I did see Santana a few years ago at Hyde Park, and it was a scorching hot summer day. And no matter how many times I hear this, it, it just makes me smile and makes me feel as if I'm back in the sun. Excellent. Well, that's a definitely good reason to play a song. I think if it makes you smile. So here we are. It's smooth by Santana. <laughs>
girls forget about it. Thames Valley, River, Radio, on the web, to the Batmobile, let's go, on your mobile, hello, and on Alexa too. Hello and welcome River Radio. back, you're listening to Sophie Comas hmm. on Ruby I pronounce Radio. that River Radio, but I'm always working on how I say things and I might not I have, have it right. brilliant <laughs> Sarah Charlesworth from the Berkshire Growth Hub with me. And so far we've talked a little bit about the Berkshire Growth Hub and the kind of support that they can offer local small businesses not just across the Thames Valley, but also through other growth hubs across the country. Don't forget, if you have missed any part of today's show, you can always listen to the show again on Catch Up via the website, river.radio, via Alexa, Apple or Google um, on the podcast. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. Now, I know, um, Sarah, welcome back to the show. Thank it's you. Good to have Thanks you for having this me. Afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know from um, our conversations that there are um, quite a few challenges that lots of local small businesses are facing out there at the moment, some of which we are seeing um, across the national media coverage, and some a lot of our listeners won't be surprised about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know um, if we think about small businesses within the Thames Valley in particular, I know that there are some particular things that um, they're they're, they're finding difficult right now um, and I wanted just to perhaps explore what a couple of those are um, with you and, and perhaps we can we can talk through some of the, the yeah. things that you're seeing and maybe some of the solutions as well um, so the first one um, was really around staff shortages I think as many of us are walking around we're going past restaurants or of course um, across all of the news this week there's been driver shortages which have led to um, petrol stations not having enough petrol and causing all sorts of chaos with that 
So I'm imagining that staff, you're, you're also seeing a similar thing amongst your your clients with staff staff shortages. What, what kind of um, what kind of things are they experiencing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, d- d- yeah, two, two things really. I mean. Um, Furlough's obviously ended now, yes. um, and I'll, I'll go on to talk about that uh, in a minute. But, but um, so so you know, so there are people um, that that are wanting to bring people back to work, and and perhaps um, they're looking at the other the other end of things where, you know, can they can they afford to have people back working? And uh, and and if you know if any business owner out there is 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 in any doubt about that, and wants to talk it through, and wants to talk through options, please do get in touch with your local growth hub. That's exactly the type of thing that we can give you, you know, uh, confidential, um, impartial uh, advice and support with. Um, what what we're finding around here is yes, I think uh, some of particularly in the hospitality um, business, as I, as I talked about earlier, uh, there's a certain exasperation about trying to sort of get and keep staff. Um, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not impossible. Um, and we talk to, to, uh, to companies, um, you know, frequently about how you're advertising what you're advertising let's have a little look at that job description together you know does it does it need to be that as a training that, that that's available um you know th- there are lots of different options and workarounds and then you start thinking about the hours well could you actually you know actually bring in a a, a different um sort of person by offering different sorts of hours mm. and how are you going to fit that in with the team and, and, and all of those things um there's a brilliant scheme actually which is government funded called the kickstart scheme yeah and some small businesses very small businesses were sort of put off this at first because um j- just to explain it, it what it what it offers is uh is you is for you to recruit a member of staff a 16 to 24 year old who's, okay. who's currently not working um for six months basically free um the employer receives uh, £1,500, which sort of helps them to get all set up for that member yeah, of staff. So and also training and onboarding yeah, and all yeah. that kind of good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then and then at the end of the six months, um, part of that can be spent in sort of helping to develop that person to get their next job if you're not able to keep them. There's, there's no yeah. pressure on keeping them. What this does is give somebody six months fantastic experience on their CV, mm. which can, can make a huge difference. Um, the government pays their uh, minimum wage for 25 hours a week for six months and they even pay the national insurance so a lot of our clients are using this now um and and a lot of them are paying more than minimum wage but you know that that does mean um that that that, you know it's it's a very small sort of percentage that that the business is actually having to find um and and it's meant that small businesses can take that step and and bring in that first member of staff with some confidence um so so some people were put off this at first because um you had to be offering 30 jobs Uh, that's no longer the case i just want everybody to know that you can just offer one job now um or two and that's (laughs) absolutely fine certainly only apply then to certain size of businesses if you have to be able to offer that to at least 30 people then that would exclude yes. lots of other organisations. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and get gateways are formed to enable small businesses to get together. But it was a little bit sort of uh, lengthy and lumpy, and that's now been been abolished altogether. Um, the scheme ends at the end of December. So okay. you know, please, if you're thinking about um, looking into it, um, you know, get yourself registered and, and find out a bit more. And the first place to to find that out, obviously, is, is contact the growth hub. And we can put you in, in, so, in the so right direction. So, is there going to be anything else that's going to come into place in the new year? Because I meant, you know, as we touched on earlier, there is, I guess, a lot of anticipated change coming in the new year with all of these schemes ending and you know people, you know, perhaps you know being party to restructures or that kind of thing within organisations. So, is there anything that's going to sort of supersede that, or is it? 
is that kind of concluding at the end of the year? I think there will. I think there will be more. Um, I mean, the, the government have just uh, sort of on their website they've. Um, if you search now, plan for jobs. That's what they're. Well, that's what they're um, suggesting. If you've got people coming off the end of furlough um, and you want to know what's coming next, have a look at plan for jobs. Absolutely, um, sign up for our newsletter because as and when grants are announced, um, your local growth hub will be notifying businesses as soon as they possibly can. Um, and the way that that notification comes out is is through our regular monthly. Um, emails so uh, so do sign up um, if you're a business owner do sign up with your growth hubs um, newsletter to find out first um, hmm. what's what's coming up there's a couple of other schemes out there um, and we have a program which is uh, really really um, fantastic for supporting businesses um, as they've come through this and as they're growing uh, which is called peer networks I don't know okay. if you've heard of that yes I think you might have mentioned it before yeah yeah it's for companies with uh, with a small t- with well with a team so if you've got between um, five and 250 employees um, that means you're eligible for this it's completely free um, it's uh, it's a program which gives you um, the chance to join with um, a dozen other um, directors mm-hmm. of businesses yeah. in, in a, a cohort um, of, of company directors um, they meet every fortnight on a Friday morning it's when I say meet it's virtual at the moment Um, and it's professionally facilitated peer support Um, so it's very structured the feedback we've had has been fantastic (coughs) and there are cohorts starting soon so again we've got the funding to deliver this up until March you know make the best of it if if that if it fits the bill and you think yeah that that sounds as if that could be pretty useful for me to find out from other people in a similar situation what they're doing that's um, that's great because I think often one of the biggest challenges. I know when um, some of the listeners may know, I, I also run my own business, and I think one of the biggest challenges is when you've been used to maybe a corporate team, and you kind of can go to your boss or a colleague and say, "Oh, I've got this challenge, and can I, you know, can we talk it through?" Or you know, there'd be a team working on a particular project, and there'd be lots of different ideas and thoughts about actually how can you overcome a particular problem or um, thing that you're trying to find a solution for. And that's often one of the biggest challenges when you work for yourself. You haven't got that support network. So the peer-to-peer network sounds almost a perfect solution to that. Presumably it's people from a diverse range of industries, so you haven't got all accountants or all solicitors together. Presumably it's people of different backgrounds. It It is, yeah. We actually uh, sort of considered sector-specific cohorts, and it it might be something we do at some stage. Everybody signs a non-disclosure agreement, so you don't have to worry about sort of... Um, confidentiality or anything like that we've found it works well to mix people up so we'll, we make sure that the businesses tend to be of a similar size um, but other than that it's very useful and most business challenges it doesn't matter what sector you're in you're yeah. going to be sharing very similar yeah. um, uh, sort of uh, challenges and and solutions to those um, one thing we have done this year for the first time is form a female uh, female only oh, cohort okay. which um, yeah has been as, as again it's going down really, really well. So if you're a female, female business owner out there, um, please get in touch if yeah. you'd like to join that. That sounds great. And I think also because different people come at challenges from a different perspective, don't they? So mm. as a marketeer, I might think of it one way. As an accountant, they might approach it you know, with a real numbers, data-based approach. Yeah. So actually the mix of different ways of thinking and working, I can see, would work really nicely. Yeah, so. it's invaluable. Yeah, definitely. So um, presumably this is these kind of support, again, is available to all industries. There's not kind of one over another that um, 
that kind of helps and it's interesting you you touched on there the kind of the younger audience because when when i was thinking of staff shortages i was actually thinking of more um kind of cafes and bars and restaurants and people just not having you know people to to apply or people mm. available um, much like the hgv uh, lorry mm. um situation as well so it's interesting that actually there's a younger demographic that are also trying to find experience and um and, and kind of get their started on their career ladder so yeah that's, yeah. that's good to yeah absolutely to there. Mm. so um are you able to kind of share sort of an example i suppose of um and obviously not disclosing anything confidential <laughs> but kind of a typical of how maybe a business has taken advantage of one of these programs and kind of what the outcome was is there um, perhaps one where you've helped and they've kind of managed to recruit people and um, kind of it's all they've managed to retain the staff member is there is there an example at all um yeah i mean i've got a few um small smallish businesses that uh, that i'm working with who have, have taken full advantage of, of the kickstart scheme and and actually um one of them who was who was sort of got in early early on the scheme um has actually been able to 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 uh to provide ongoing jobs for these. Mm. That's the thing I think, you know, I can remember when when I was going from from it just being me to, to the first person I took on and, and then the next person. And I, I'm quite risk averse sometimes. Um, yeah. So I would tend to think that I had to have a year's salary in the bank to pay them before I took someone on because mm. you might be taking someone on with a mortgage it's a, it's a huge step yes. um, you yeah. know and and this is a really lovely way to sort of test the water if you like you need to it's a, it's a serious commitment you know you need to be sort of uh, training that person um, but this is a good way a very low cost to sort of take on um, a young person and give them a chance and many many um clients as they take on staff one of their big worries um is how much of their time they're going to have to spend yes showing that person yeah and my take on that is do you know take a leap of faith you you might even you know the first person you take on might might not be the one uh and, and i know that can be frustrating you know i know how up against it you are but when it does work out the growth in your business is huge yeah absolutely um, I experienced it myself. I've seen it, you know, with hundreds of businesses that I've consulted. If you just take that leap of, of faith, that you know your own hours in your day are, are never going <laughs> to sort of <laughs> provide growth. But you, you need you need to sort of trust in people, invest in people, and uh, and and that's how you grow the business. Yeah. If you, I guess you found that with your own yes, yeah, business, no, it's, I, I completely understand that kind of. Um, kind of hesitance I suppose to <coughs> to make <coughs> to make that leap of leap of faith and employ someone and to kind of trust someone I suppose in many cases to mm. say okay well you know you you do that bit and um but yeah I completely agree that actually through that that's the only way to really grow grow yeah. businesses yeah don't listen to to <laughs> friends who say oh no you know young people are this and that and this person's reliable and you'll you'll take them on and, and this is going to happen it's they're probably talking about the absolute minority Definitely. Uh, um, yeah. You know, uh, there are a lot of people out there who absolutely want to be involved in a small business, who are very reliable, very hardworking, um, and you know, what's the worst <laughs> that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, it's a really. I think when you, when you get it right, but it comes back to the process too, doesn't it? So you were talking earlier about the support you can offer yeah. people to make sure you're clear on your job description, make sure you 
look in the right places for the right kind of candidates. So your expectations are set from the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, I have seen cases um, where perhaps there hasn't been that clarity on actually w- what it is somebody wants somebody to do. And then, of course, that's where the problems start to come because that person, that employee may then take some, um, make some guesses and perhaps in the wrong direction and then that's where it maybe doesn't work. So, yes, yeah, yeah, getting yeah, the process indeed. right and clearly communicating for sure is at the heart of all of that. So. Yeah, we, we had a business um, that got in contact with us a couple of years ago um, and they were a firm, two directors, and the, they phoned the growth hub hoping that we were a sort of a free recruitment agency in a, mm. in a way. They said, you know, we're yeah. getting through so many administrators. Um, we're sick of the, you know, we're obviously advertising in the wrong place. We're obviously getting, you know, the wrong people. Yeah. Um, ca- can you can you help us? Can you find us a person? And working with them, actually, it, it wasn't really the people. It was the fact that when that person started, they had two different directors each telling them different things to do. And it was quite, <laughs> yes. from the outside, you could see that. Mm. And, and the directors had, you know, the best, the best intentions, but they weren't communicating well. It was no. a leadership issue. It yes. wasn't a recruitment issue. Yeah. Um, so this is where, again, you know, some of our clients say, wow, dealing with the growth hub has really changed us because to have somebody with no agenda other than to help us grow our business who's not in the business so we're yes. looking from outside yeah. Yeah. and for me it's a lovely job because I get to be super nosy <laughs> and um, find out about all these different uh, businesses and what's going on for them um, and do my best to sort of steer them in, in the right direction or at least give them things to think about introduce them to specialists that can help etc and um, you know walk away excellent <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just need that kind of fresh pair of eyes on things don't you just to have a look at at some of the problems so that's great so I think we are um, there's definitely lots of big challenges out there at the moment for small business um, small business owners and small business employees and getting good people is certainly one of them Um, we know that during Covid people have had lots of time to reflect on what's important to them so what brand values are really key um, both to themselves and the businesses that they work on and I know that you know that brings us really nicely on to the next challenge that we were going to talk about today which was um, it's about I think it was a program you're involved in called Carbon Footprints but actually I think it lends itself really nicely onto kind of a CSR program and brand values that organisations have so whether that's being involved with charities whether that's the environmental approach of an organisation having all of those things are, are becoming increasingly more important, if not so key for, for many employees. But before we start to have a, um, a bit of a chat around that, um, I thought we'd play your second song oh, that you, you chose for us. Um, and that was um, Take On Me by Real Big Fish. So <laughs> I think there's a bit of a story behind this one. So why, why did you choose this one? Well, um, Real Big Fish are a really fun um, American band, and, uh, and they were... Um, they, they are still touring, actually, but uh, I first saw them probably about 15 years ago with, uh, with my elder daughter, Brooke. Um, we have been to see a lot of live music, mace- mostly in, um, in small venues, you know, yeah. and, uh, and we saw them at um, Shepherd's Bush Empire. Uh, fantastic night. Um, and I don't know if any of your listeners ever go 
um, to these small um, gigs with uh, with their teenagers. But uh, what happens afterwards is you you hang around outside until you can meet the band. Um, so, <laughs> so you know, actually, this didn't just happen with Real Big, Big, Big Fish. This happened many, many times, and I have great happy memories about it. You soon forget how freezing cold and uh, you know, waiting in the rain, and then sometimes they don't even come out. But um, but yeah, so I, I got to meet all these uh, very talented young lads, and much to uh, not much to Brooks absolute horror um i used to give them a mum hug and, and say what wonderfully talented young men they were excellent just to punish her for making me wait outside but yeah they're one of those bands great to watch play lots of different instruments and uh, and hopefully take on me it's, it's a lot of fun excellent right well we'll, we'll check it out thank you <laughs>
to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in today. And today I've been talking to the brilliant Sarah Charlesworth from the Growth Hub, from the Berkshire Growth Hub, actually. And we've been talking about all of the great that they support um, across Berkshire, but there are also other... Um, branches across um, other counties which is right Sarah isn't it? Yep that's right there's a growth hub um, in every single area of the UK so Buckinghamshire, Oxfordshire, Hampshire um, if in doubt just google uh, business growth hub and wherever you are and they'll come right and at the top of the list. Don't forget if you've missed part of today's show then you can listen again via the website river.radio or via Alexa, Apple or Google and of course if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. Now we, we started to so we, we started off by talking about understanding a bit about the growth hub about um, the kind of support that they offer we then started to think about some of the challenges faced by small businesses, um, predominantly within the Thames Valley, because that's where, where we're focusing today. But obviously, they, they can also impact people on a, on a more national level as well. Um, and we started by thinking about staff shortages um, that people are experiencing. Um, I think one of the next um, challenges that would be good to talk to you about is, is starting to think about perhaps the more CSR focus that um, small businesses are perhaps needing to bring into into play. I think given um, the time that people have had to reflect throughout COVID, people have very much started to... I, I do quite a lot of work within the HR space and the coaching space, and I've seen a lot of articles recently around um, employees consciously making choices about working for organisations that take um, have brand values and... Um, things which are which mirror their own so you know the environment is really important to people um connecting with charity is really important to people and i know that this is something that you're quite passionate um about so remind me of the name of the program low carbon workspaces (laughs) low low carbon workspaces yeah 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 Um, so tell me about the program you're involved with okay well um low carbon workspaces is actually just is one program that can sort of assist where businesses are trying to reduce their carbon footprint, which is huge at the moment, as we all know. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, yeah, uh, you know, personally and in one's business, I don't don't think there are many people out there that don't want to... uh, reduce the carbon footprint and yeah. low carbon workspaces um a small team of people um <clears throat> and they uh, they actually provide a grant um a grant for f- up to five thousand pounds towards anything you want to do for your uh i say anything certain projects for your business which will help you to uh, uh reduce your carbon footprint so if any of the the listeners have a business um, that is in um, in their own premises or sometimes it with a long lease um, premise. And it could be something really small like uh, replacing all of your lights with, with um, low energy light bulbs. It could yeah. be putting solar panels in. Mm-hmm. It could be looking at um, a new boiler. Yeah. Um, and that really kind of coincides with at the moment beginning to, to be concerned about the cost of, uh, you know, the yes. rising cost of sort of yeah. heating places and, and, and all of that, all of that <laughs> lovely that, stuff. That's all coming as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. I popped a, fo- a, a post on LinkedIn this morning, actually, all about that, low-carbon workspaces of uh, um, the team there have, have written um, a really good, uh, easy-to-read sort of um, piece on what to do next about trying to, you know, not have your business hit by uh, these rise, rise, rising energy costs. But yeah, sorry, Sophie, what you what you wanted to talk about really was um, how to make your business more um, sort of attractive both to customers and to employees mm. um, by 
making sure that you do do things like um, reduce your carbon footprint, let people know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, there's a. I always think that's the last piece of the jigsaw, though. I know I've had conversations, <laughs> you know, about marketing, trying to create a kind of a CSR campaign almost yeah. without having the the sub, you know, the, the kind of the evidence and the action to, yeah. to to back it up. And I think that's really important if, as a business, you're going to focus on that as a, as a messaging to try and encourage and recruit new team mm. members or retain existing staff it's really important that your actions are taken before the marketing piece yes i, I think it's yeah rather than the other way around yeah <laughs> you're right you're right i mean it's always been the case that it um it, it's great pr if you can actually do, you know support something locally but it's all about being authentic isn't it and you've got to do what you've got to do where your heart is Sure. Um, so yes, it, 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 there are lots of opportunities out there um, to get involved. Get in touch with the Growth Hub, and 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 we can, you know, get, inspire you <laughs> if you yeah, like. Definitely. Um, in so of, is there a kind of a consultancy piece that you guys do alongside this? So there's obviously the grant available, but is there a consultancy piece if people want to become more, um, you know, CSR, so corporate social responsibility, if they want to have more of a focus around that part of their business do you do you with that or do you kind of yeah, with have the, partners you work with with the net zero the the reducing people's carbon footprint there's some great tools to see what your carbon footprint is now and and to sort of measure measure the the reduction for you um and that that's what that five thousand pounds uh, grant is is all about really um okay. it's not so much about csr it's it's just um sort of purely about reducing carbon footprint so yeah the the place to go for that is low carbon workspaces come or come to the growth hub all of the other um ideas in terms of csr um come and talk come and talk to the growth hub and sort of talk it through and and, you know let's have a conversation about what what it is that what it is that uh you'd like your business to do uh to do better and let's see if we can introduce you to some charities or some organizations that can help with that yeah, there's lots of great, I mean, I, I do quite a lot for charity, personally, both fundraising and sort of time and, um, you know, work, working with them as well. And I think it's such a great sector. There are so many great charities out there doing some really inspirational stuff to yeah. help, um, you know, to help to help people in need in whatever, you know, whether that's from a, a health perspective or because they're struggling and they haven't got food or, yes. you know, there's so many good things out there. So, yeah, you did um, your 10K run recently, didn't I you? I did, for the, yes. What's the name of the baby charity? Yeah, so um, I did a 10K run, so Windsor 10K, which is about a week and a half ago now, um, and I ran it for the baby bank, um, raised a lot of money um, for them, which I was really chuffed with. I raised mm-hmm. a lot more than I thought I would. Well um, so I was really pleased. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed the 10K. I came away thinking, oh, I shall, I shall do that again next year. <laughs> <Good. So. laughs> I'll, I'll check on you. <laughs> Watch um, this space. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, charities are absolutely eligible for support from the Growth Hub as well. Excellent. As long as they're sort of an independent organisation, we've actually got quite a few charities that we um, that we support um, because they're businesses say. too. Yes, so they have yeah. all the same issues. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. Oh, that, no, that's good to that's good to know. Um, okay, so is there? Um, remind me again. Sorry, is the the carbon footprint grant is that available indefinitely, or is there a, an end? Low time carbon workspaces is around for about another year. Um, yeah, it's around for about another year. So, so um, do you know take action sooner rather than later? Yeah. But, but yeah, it's around a while. Okay, excellent. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, excellent. Okay, so um, 
Well, I think that probably brings us to a conclusion, um, Sarah, for our, our conversations today. So thank you ever so much for joining me. Um, if people wanted to find out a little bit more about um, the Growth Hub um, programmes, what's the best thing for them to do? If you go to our website, berkshirebusinesshub.co.uk, contact us through there. Um, so yeah just email us through there we've got various forms for various uh, ways to contact us the peer networks program that I mentioned which is for people with five or more employees yeah um, or fully funded fantastic pro- program um, on our website there you can click on a, a link and apply for that today um, and yeah just just uh, have a look at our website have a look um, have a look for me on LinkedIn Sarah Charlesworth I don't have an H on Sarah <laughs> um, and reach out and get in touch and um, you know we'll we'll be really pleased to to have a conversation with you excellent and we've obviously talked about a couple of challenges there um, that are faced by small business owners but there's obviously lots more that I know you guys can help with I know we were um, you know cyber security I know was yeah. another one that you'd kind of um noted was really um was really key as well so i guess yeah. any any kind of support you're, you're there to help yeah absolutely and, and support with this needed yeah raising finance you know looking at your business plan intellectual property uh, hr issues just make us the first first stop shop Excellent. and if we can't help you we will absolutely know somebody that can that's brilliant that's fantastic well thank you ever so much for joining me on um today's river radio let's talk business show um it's been brilliant to have you here um, and good to, to discuss some of the challenges. Um, so hopefully see you soon. Thanks Thank for you. asking me, Sophie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so next week um, on Let's Talk Business, we've got lots of really exciting things coming up. Um, it's actually Mental Health um, Day on Sunday, the 10th of October. And so next week I'm going to be joined in this studio by the brilliant Tricia Wilkie from The Mind Hub and Melissa Gale from See Within. Both of them are mental health first aiders. And really specialise in helping to support um, those working within organisations um, or individuals to overcome some of the challenges that they may be facing. Mental wellbeing certainly seems to be a really big topic of discussion at the moment. So please do join us uh, live next week. Um, and of course, if you have any questions or you would like me to ask anything in, a, in advance of the show next week, please do drop me an email at to sophie at river.radio. We also have some more great shows coming up on River Radio across the rest of the week. Um, so if you're around tomorrow lunchtime, join the brilliant ten- Jenny Tishi from Lunchbox, who's from the Lunchbox Doctor. Um, she's doing Let's Do Lunch. And then we've got Shell on Sunday lunchtime with the Mishmash show. Um, and she invites local business owners to share their top three songs and to then explain a little bit more about why they like them. Of course, if you've missed any of today's show, you can also watch on um, Catch Up via the website river.radio or via a podcast. So wherever you choose to get your podcast from, Spotify, Google, Apple, we're on there as well. So I shall leave you this afternoon with the brilliant um, Dolly Parton. But I will look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks ever so much. And I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five
watch him shatter You're just a step on the boss man's ladder But you've got dreams he'll never take away In the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll your way Working nights to the fire 